Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I have another fascinating guest with me today. Um, I have with me Simon, and he's from the Library of Gnosis. He speaks on a lot of like esoteric and occult topics. He gets into like Gnostic stuff and like ancient, um, just really cool ancient writings and stuff like that. Um, he, he knows a lot more than me, so I'm going to be kind of trying to you know, I'm trying to keep up with him this episode, but I really want to learn this stuff. So, um, you know, so it's a really pleasure to have you on the show, Simon, and thank you for coming on. How are you? Uh, pleasure is all mine. Yeah, I'm great. So, uh, where did, ass. <laughs> yeah, where did you want to start today? What did you want to start off with? I, I think the best place to start is in the past, right? So, I want to be talking about something that's called Prisca Theologia. It means, it translates like uh, ancient theology. And okay. it's the idea that all religions spring from a common source of primordial, like ancient theology, that that would be like the true theology of the, the true idea of our past. And so on and so forth. So that's why we find so many similarities within different religions. It's almost like they're drawing upon the same, same source, so to speak. And I have a a Bible quote here. This is this this is something that that what the censors left in the Bible. Who among the gods is like you, Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders, Exodus 15, 11. So you can see here it's talking about multiple gods. It's not just one God. The ancient, uh, ancient Israelites, they used to be polytheistic, meaning they worshipped multiple gods. But then uh, the cult of Yahweh won over and... Yahweh is an interesting character. In the oldest scriptures, we have uh, oldest uh, texts and so on and so forth. We have of him, place him as a war and uh, storm deity, kind of like Zeus. Do you think Yahweh was Zeus? I mean, a lot of, I know, like, I don't know if you've ever looked into the work of Gerald Clark. Um, Jer I, I mentioned him to you. I, I, I was a big fan of his. He wrote the books, The Anunnaki of Nibiru and The Seventh Planet Mercury Rising. He was on the thought that, you, that like Yahweh was Enlil and that was also Zeus. Do you, do you feel the same or do you think those, those characters correlate? Yeah, exactly. I think it's the, the same characters from different cultural views. And I, I think... Uh, Jupiter, of course, as well, the same, same as Yahweh and same as and Will. It seems to be the same character. Yeah, one of the things that Gerald pointed out, and I've talked about this on other podcasts, was that um, the, the there's like the main figure of the three main religions, which is Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, which is Abram. He's like the patriarch of all those religions. Well, supposedly Abram's father... Terra was was a chief priest in the city of Or, and the god that he was a chief priest for was Enlil. So I just find that interesting. I'm not sure if that's accurate or if it's for you know for certain. You know, I'm not sure if that's something Gerald got from Sitchin 
or you know because I, if it comes from Sitchin, I'm kind of like eh, I'm, I mean because it's it's like you know I, I I like to read the other translations as well but um you know so I'm not sure about that you know yeah I I can understand it's it's really hard to interpret the past yeah because we have stuff from coming from like so many different sources right you know what i mean so like it's hard to like it's hard to it's a puzzle yeah it is for sure oh i think priscilla just joined us oh she's trying to join hey greetings you're muted greetings hello nice to meet you yeah, this is Simon. He's from the Library of Gnosis, and he's gonna kind of he's kind of doing a presentation, and we're kind of just inter I'm interacting with him. But um, Perfect. Well, so sorry, but I didn't mean to get you off track, Simon. Where were you? Were you at? Um, I think it's time we step into my idea of what the savior is. Okay. And one 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 of my, one of my favorite gods is Toth from uh, Egyptian mythology, and Toth was said to have created himself through the power of language. Exactly like uh, Jesus has said, I had been, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. One of Jesus' titles is the Logos. And Toth's role in the Pantheon was as a heavenly scribe and as the voice of Ra. You see there, the, the Logos, it ties back in there. That's so interesting. That's that's Toth covered. I'm gonna be covering uh, a vast variety of different gods who I think are the same character we're we're reading it from. So one Enoch book of parables presents two figures, the son of man and Enoch. At first, they seem to be separate entities. Enoch views the son of man enthroned in heaven. Later, however, they prove to be one and the same. So I'm tying in Enoch here as well. And what makes Enoch so special? Well, he's one of the few characters in the Bible that who entered heaven alive. I, I don't know if there was any anyone else except for Jesus who entered heaven alive in the Bible. But didn't so, Moses go up to heaven as well, or supposedly, or something like that? Or was that is was that Enoch? I I don't know. I can't I can't talk on it. I'm not sure. I know Enoch did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm uh, not sure about Moses. The, the, you know, he might have. Gerald gets into work where he said that Enoch, like, 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 um, the the birth of Noah was interesting. They say that like Noah was like white haired with like shining eyes. So Enoch's uh, or someone went to Enoch. He was. They say he was with. Sorry, I'm I'm all over the place. Like his grandson. <laughs> Yeah, his grandson went went to um the the gods, and he was like he was like who's this child that I was born? He thought that like he, that he he went to Enoch, and Enoch was supposedly with the gods or something like that. Do you know this story? But Noah is Enoch's uh, grandson. That's what I meant. And uh, uh, Enoch is uh, Metatron. He's the only one uh, with Sandalphon that have been changed into uh, archangels, humans. Yes. Yeah. I was just about to say that he, Sorry. he evolved. <laughs> no, he, it's okay. He, That's why I wanted you to join us because, like, you're really smart and you know this stuff, Priscilla. So thank you. Well, there we go. He 
he was transfigured into the angel of Metatron. Uh, I have the quote. This Enoch, whose flesh was turned to flame, his flames to fire, his eyelashes to flashes of lightning, his eyeballs to flaming torches, and whom God placed on a throne next to the throne of glory, received after his heavenly transformation the name Metatron. That's from Tree Enoch. Yeah. He's the only one that can stay seated, seated also when uh, God enters a room or something. You know, he's a scribe, oh, so really? he's allowed to stay seated. Yeah, Metatron. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> mm -hmm. So further going with Metatron here, he was said to be the, to be, he was called the lesser Yahweh. And uh, the ancient Israelites worshipped him 10 days out of the, the year. He was so important to them that they worshipped him almost like a god. Mm -hmm. And what's, what's, what's ties into Jesus here is that he was said to be the closest soul to God, Metatron. And who's the closest soul to God if you if you ask a Christian? I mean, they say it's Jesus, right? Of course. So there we have that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I always um, feel that they're archetypes of each other, you know, like these beings. You mean like they're the same being? Like the, the same. Well, they're aspects, you know, they're uh, different emanations from different times and different parts of their own evolutions, you know. But do you think it could be the same soul incarnating into a different being? Well, ultimately, we're all emanating for the one from the one. So, you know, yeah. and there's the seven also, you know, uh, rays. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so I'm go, go, wherever you were going with that. Um, uh, what one one idea I have? I want to tie in Mercury as well. He is like Toth and Enoch. And what what is the closest? If if we say that Mercury is the closest soul to God, Mercury, Metatron, whatever name, then. Uh, where was I? Then, then what is the closest? If we look at the Kepler, looked at the solar system as an image of God, and the sun was the father, and the intervening space was the Holy Spirit, and I guess the the planets or or the sun or whatever. And what what is the closest planet to? the sun if the sun is the father what, what what is the closest planet it's mercury you know mercury, mercury. yeah exactly yeah. as above so below mm -hmm. it's well to me there. to me the the mercury thoth uh hermes even archangel Raphael, they're all the emerald ray you know they're all the magician healer uh you know archetype showing us things so also other others you know but most of these ones. I, I, the, the one, one. I think the the Gnostics cover the serpent in the garden a lot. It's an important topic there for Gnostics. They saw the serpent as a savior figure. They some in some texts he's Jesus, and 
This I'm uh, I'm not an alchemist myself, but I do study it quite a bit. And in alchemy, the serpent, the symbol of the serpent, is what is used for mercury. So I think it was Mercury who was in that garden and was talking to God. Well, and- it could have been Enki as well, because they say that like they, that there's some texts that say that Enki was or Thoth was Enki's son. And that the same. if you if you read like Wars of the Gods by or by the, uh, uh, Christine, Chris Hardy, her name is she writes about Enki's wisdom lines. And then she talks about the serpent knowledge that it was passed down from Enki to Thoth and uh, that they created these wisdom lines and mystery schools. You know what I mean? I don't know because I it's so hard to prove anything. It's just like theories. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you go, it's interesting because you see like they say Thoth went to Mexico or Mesoamerica. Right. And that's where he continued. Yeah. 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 yeah, He was cut so caudal there. And when he was when and you see that in the designs like the the pyramids, like, you know, I have it on my one of my things, Chichen Itza on on the on the equinox. It has the serpent going down the pyramid. You know what I mean? And it's not just there. It's everywhere. That serpent knowledge is everywhere. It's almost like it was. And then also it seems like it was deviated because it's almost like they didn't want us to know about it. So they've like hidden from it and they've like corrupted the serpent. Whereas the serpent can be a benevolent thing. It could be a wisdom knowledge. It's the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the uh, Priscilla. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what he said also is very um, relevant to me, like Jesus and, you know, like the light bearer, the the morning star, uh, Lucifer, you know, the aspects, they're like two sides of the same coin to me, even before I I even studied anything, you know, like to me, it was, I I knew this already. So yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, like uh, Enki, uh, Prometheus, um, you know, all these ones that you said, um, which ones did we mention? Um, uh, Thoth, Gizdida, Mercury, Thoth, Ningizida, you know, yeah, Ningshida. yeah, he was Ningshida yeah. as well in N- the Sumerian Ningizida, tablets, yeah. right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. So it's all the same being, uh, presenting itself through time, you know, different aspects and different moments, and even them, they, they evolve. So it's like, yeah. Well, there was Gerald. Gerald took it even a step further. He thought that this being like incarnated through different bodies. He thought that Thoth was also like Buddha, Mercury, Jesus. And he thought that this being was like sent throughout time to like help mankind. And where he got that from was um, uh, Hermes conversation with Poimander because he thought, you know, Thoth was Hermes as well. And supposedly when Thoth has that or Hermes has that conversation with Poimander, who's supposedly like the universal consciousness, he tells Hermes that he's supposed to help mankind throughout time. So I think that's where Gerald got that idea from. I'm not sure. Again, I can't prove any of this. Yeah. And also, the uh, yeah. intertwined serpents with the uh, caduceus, you know, that's the serpent. Yeah, also. the medical sets are medical the, symbol too, right? Yeah, and it's the symbiosis of the brains also, you know, the, uh, um, yeah, brain synchronicity, uh, syn- syn- help me here, symbiosis, I think they yeah. call it, you yeah. know, so this connects, yeah. yeah. So it's all connected, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Amazing. Here in this Bible verse from John, uh, Jesus is compared to the serpent, just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. So must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in Him may ha- have eternal life. John uh, three fourteen. So we see the that they're connecting the serpent there with Jesus, and and then we come to probably my I I think 
I, I like this character more than Toph, to be honest. And that is Hermes, the divine trickster out of the bunch. Yeah. He he was called, one of his titles was Hermes Kriopouros, which means the ram bearer or translated as the good shepherd. And I mean, Jesus literally says in the in the text, I am the good shepherd. Whoever believes in me, blah, 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 blah. So. The sacrificial lamb also, they call him, right? Like the, the he's also uh, like Jesus, I think. You know, like he's coming here as, you know, to, to, to not sacrifice himself. Well, yeah, but I mean, to show us, you know, like he's getting problems for that, you know, with everything here. So it's all, it's all symbolism. It's like metaphoric. Yeah. It's like, it's like, um right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But why did they call Hermes the divine trickster? Do you think? Like, like, because like, I'm interested in that. Well, he has trickster-like qualities to him. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna like Lucifer. You know, teaches you through problems. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, and what's what's so what's so interesting about when you. When you read it, I can't. I can almost not believe it. Do you know what uh, Hermes' name, mo mother's name was? Maya. It's literally one letter difference from Maria. So it's, 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 it's almost the same name, which I found interesting. I did not know that. That's so interesting. Yeah, and he he like like Jesus. Uh, Hermes has well, a heavenly father and an earthly mother. We have the mother Mary, and then we have God, which in this case would be Zeus. But I'm not sure about the Zeus connection there. For in Egyptian texts, sometimes the creator deity, creator of all, is Toph. So we 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 can't really place. I can't really place 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 his father. I I say it's the, the son, but and that's just the symbolic representation of God, like what it represents: power, uh, war. The logos, the logos, the sun, our sun, bringer of life, bringer of light. It's the same thing. It's it's really like uh, all the same things shown to us differently. It's real. That's what I really am starting to understand. All the gods, all the religions, everything. It's all just showing us the same thing in different ways, different times. And when you say the texts, um, the Egyptian texts, you know, like they uh, present Thoth as being um, the creator. Well, maybe it's like um, interpretations of the peoples of these specific texts. You know, it's always like they're written by humans, right? So we need to like try and see sometimes if they what they meant or how they were seeing it or what kind of uh doctrine they were into really you know deeply and it's it's always like this you know it's always like fluctuating a little bit around the same thing though but the sun and the logos and the light bringer and the the light is like information also it's data you know so it's like all linked yeah that makes i i, I like that that makes sense well We'll get it. We'll get into that uh, that topic eventually more. Uh, I have something else planned. Um, but you mentioned this before. We have Hermes Cadesius, which is the medical symbol now used for 
for hospitals. And that, of course, has two serpents. Here we have serpents, your mole, and again. So the, the, the symbol of the Kadishas is there seems to be there for healing. So it, it's like the serpent seems to represent healing, healing or, or wisdom, I, I think. Yeah. Then Hermes was uh, the messenger of the gods. So he was a he was a master of rhetoric. Like the first thing he he did when he got caught was started lying. <laughs> that's that, that's the trickster aspect there. He, he lied to Zeus that he hadn't stolen Apollo's cattle. So it's, it just shows you like that these demigods also had flaws as well. You know what I mean? It's like they weren't perfect. I th I find that really interesting. It makes them very real to us. Yeah, can relate to them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they hold really certain um, traits, you know, of all the archetypes that we embody also. So it's really they are really specific in their ways. So Amazing. so it makes me think where they just showed somebody just that was really intelligent, just writing these and trying to teach humanity about their own um, their own flaws and traits like that they that they recognized already. Or do you think these demigods actually existed? It's, I it's, think I some some something came up for me, and that was that they found. Uh, I'll get back to the question. Uh, they found the tomb of Gilgamesh. You've, you've heard of Gilgamesh, I'm sure. Yeah, I I love the story. It's an amazing read. It's uh, and, and, and but they you know I talk about that they found the tomb of Gilgamesh, but like what's more interesting is how like Gilgamesh like. Uh, as connects to the Atrahasis because in Gilgamesh he meets who we know of as Noah, but that's actually Atrahasis, right? And Atrahasis tells him that he was the only one given immortality by the gods. So you see in that that like that connects to the Atrahasis, which and then that also you find Gilgamesh's name on the Sumerian kings list. Okay, and then also, so but then the Atrahasis also connects to the Enuma Elish. So I feel like those four things are like main reads about our history, like which is the Epic of Gilgamesh, the Atrahasis, the Sumerian Kings List, and the Enuma Elish. They're like essential because they're they're like showing you that this all could be very real. And then when you bring in the fact that they found Gilgamesh's tomb, that makes me think that it might be that it all might be real to a certain degree. Like they always say there's always some lies and truth and there's always truth and lies. So that's why I say it's so hard to find, figure out like what, Oh, sorry. So there's a loud motorcycle outside my apartment, but it's there's like, it's always so hard to tell like what's, what's real. I guess we have to take what resonates with us though, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. The, the fact that uh, Gilgamesh's father was a uh, two-thirds god, I think, or half-god or something. And his his mother was also a goddess. So he 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 was a Nephilim, a, like men of renown, heroes of old, as they say in the Bible. And he was, from depictions of him holding a lion, he was said to be around, what, five meters tall or something. What is that? Ten feet? And here in English, I'm trying to. I would guess he was probably like a ten to thirteen foot tall. Like you know, because that's more like thirty. Thirty feet. What one, one meter is three feet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So not a little guy. <laughs> yeah, fifteen. Sorry. 
15. That's still huge. That's huge. Yeah. Some people say that, you know what I find interesting? Like some people say that like all these megalithic sites and stuff were built by giants, which I think that's kind of like a rudimentary way to like say that they were built. I think it was done something a lot more intricately. I think it was done with like sound and like things that we can't even imagine. Like, you know, like those pyramid blocks on the great pyramid, they're like a ton. They're like multiple tons. Like, you know what I mean? I don't even think a giant could have lifted those or, you know what I mean? Like, I think those, those structures were built between the megalithic sites and the ancient pyramids. Like, I think it was done with technology that we can't even fathom right now. You know, it's interesting for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think, just saying that it was giants really doesn't answer anything. Yeah, I, I bet there, I bet there were giants. So no, no, I, I do. I, I believe there were giants, and I believe there's like, I believe there's like a lot of um, truth to the flood story because it, you find the flood story in a lot of different cultures. It's all over the world. Every yeah, every world has a flood. I mean, every country around the world has a flood story. You know. And also it was technology, but it's also like consciousness because, you know, when they say masters of light, what is a master of light? Light is, is photons. Photons become particles when they're observed. So these, these beings, their consciousness is, is they're able to interact with the field, you know, like with the elements and everything. So I guess that with sound and certain abilities and maybe tech also, they can move stuff like move mountains, like Jesus said, right? That's, yeah. it's it's all together i think and and also i, I want to say i'm glad you brought that up priscilla i think it's a really good point because i think that we're starting to come back into these abilities now i think like we're at a time in humanity where like people are starting like like you're a good example of it like you're starting to tap into your abilities and like you're able to do stuff like you were able to heal me and you're you're able to like do some amazing stuff. So I just feel like a lot of people that's happening to a lot of people. So I feel like humanity is coming into their gifts that we we've lost over time. You know, if that makes any sense. Then that, I didn't mean to go off on a different subject. That was, that wasn't, you know, but sorry, Simon. I, so I guess that's what happens on podcasts though. They go all, you know, different places, but it's uh, great. A natural flowing conversation. Natural. Yeah. Directed chaos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So one, one, I, one, uh, why, uh, why Hermes is so important is that he is a god of liminality. He, he, he kind of goes in the middle, you know, on the, on the tree of life. Mercury, I can't remember the Sephiroth, is on the left side of the tree of life, Kabbalistic tree of life, and. The left side is female. So why is a male placed there? You see, he can play both roles. He, he can he has the feminine and the masculine equally like balanced. And if you think in a yin yin, yin and yang symbol, you can think of Hermes' role as Mercury, as as this S silver lining and in between between chaos and order he's mm -hmm. he's is this god of of liminality that, that um we us you know it's interesting simon I, you, somebody told me that the word hermaphrodite 
is basically just Hermes and Aphrodite, man yeah. and woman. That's, that's correct. Yeah. And I'm looking at the uh, Sephiroth. It's Net, Net, Netzak. I'm not super good to, to pronounce it. Okay. So, and it's number seven. So that's pretty interesting. I didn't even know. <laughs> I just looked it up. Yeah. Wait, what is that, Priscilla? Can you repeat that? I don't understand. The Sephiroth, the Sephiroth on the Kabbalah tree that he was talking about, he said he didn't know the name. It's Netzach, N-E-T-Z-A-C-H, Netzach, and it's number seven. I don't know if you can see it. Does that mean angel? I'm trying to, you can share your screen if you want. Uh, you oh, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not quite sure what relates to Mercury on the, on the Sephiroth. But that's the one. That's the one I just showed you. It, it is. Is it, it? But that looked like it was on the right side. Well, we on the ever did because it's uh, it's the phone. You know, we're like okay. two screens. Yeah, sorry. So yeah. it was. I was it's right. It was. It is on the left it, side. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Oh no, you're right. I think. Hold on. I'll go back to that. Hmm. That's what I've been told, at least. Well, that's the one I drew. That's me that drew this. It's my uh, my notes. So I'm just going to go look again. Oops. Sorry. I don't mean to uh, make you wait here. So on mine, the um, severity is on the left. And mercy is on the right. And he's on the right with the mercy uh, on the seventh. Uh, that would on. be male. I, I I think you've got the wrong Sephiroth. I don't know if it's it's the Sephiroth that correlates with Mercury, the planet. It might be 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 different. It's Kabbalah. I don't know. Well, I'm not an expert on Kabbalah. I just something I picked up. Okay. Okay, it's interesting. I don't know much about Kabbalah either, though. I I want to learn though. That sounds interesting. Yeah. It's all related, um, like I said, you know. Yeah. So, so why this, why this, uh, why this thing about him being the god of balance, like, well, like another figure? Have you heard of Abraxas? Yeah, the chicken snake god. Yeah, he he is also like a a deity that's above good and evil. He 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 was said to be the judge between good and evil. Like they needed a third party to judge what 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 was, you know. And Abraxas is where you get the abracadabra, you know, the uh, magic. Spell. <laughs> I it's like true. that. No, it's true. It's where it's, you get it. It's not. It, I'm not joking. <laughs> that's interesting. It's so interesting to see how all this stuff correlates. You know, like I find this fascinating. <laughs> yes. Um, this gets us into the squaring of the circle. Uh, it is the challenge of constructing a square with the area of a circle by using only a finite number of steps with uh, compass and straight edge. And the, the, the symbol, the squaring of the circle, it's, it is impossible to do because to square the circle, you to calculate uh, the area of a circle, I think you use radius times pi radian squared times pi. And because pi is a transcendental number, meaning that it's infinite, it never ends. You can never get a perfect square or circle. So 
It represents doing the impossible, which describes the nature of God. God is the creator who creates himself. He does the impossible. Like Toth, he spoke himself into existence. He did the impossible. And that, of course, <laughs> relates to Jesus as well. Yeah, I didn't know Holy that. Thoth, you know, Thoth spoke himself into, I didn't know that. And that's really like, it's stunning to me. Because like they say, in the beginning, there was the word and the word was from God and blah, 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 you know. It's amazing. It is. I get yeah. I guess it depends on like what what like myth you want to believe and stuff. Like you know, like if Thoth was Enki's son, if if he was, then like does that mean Enki created himself as well, or like all the Anunnaki? Do you think they all like they could be like higher angels or something like that? I think I think what the the Bible calls angels, we used they used to call gods. They got demoted to angels instead of gods but it's, it's, the, it's the same stories so it's really like the bible uh, these angels are our creators maybe yeah for sure that's what i'm thinking that's why that's why they're, they're, they're depicted as humanoids that's why because they, they were created let's create them in our image, our image. Yeah. yeah 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 our image absolutely the Elohim, which is, is, they translate it as God, but it's supposed to be translated as God. Yeah, Elohim is is plural, absolutely. And it's like, like I said, like the seven rays, the archangels, the, the seven gods, the seven planets, the seven chakras, the seven colors, you know, it's, it's really, really that. I think that's why Gerald made his book, The Seventh Planet Mercury Rising. There's a lot in that, you know, it's, it's any, and it was about thought. You know, but he called it the seventh planet Mercury rising, like which is you know, seven Mercury Thoth. It's all you know, it's all related. And another thing that links Jesus to Hermes is that Jesus was crucified next to what two thieves. And what was Hermes? He was the god of thieves, so it symbolically connects him there with thieves. Uh, Behold, I come like a thief. A blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on that. May he not go about naked and be seen exposed. Revelation 16, 15. So that's another comparison there with thieves. I wonder what he's referring to when he says, like, not going outside naked, not to be exposed. It's not talking about his body, of course. I'm I'm thinking maybe his abilities, his divinity, like not to show everyone because they're going to crucify you if you tell everyone what you know and stuff, you know, like, you think maybe that'd be about what he's talking about, like to be careful. But, no. you know, but he's like to go. I think they're saying he means like to go without knowledge, to be naked, to be, um, you know, because when you're when you're naked, you're you're exposed. You don't want to be exposed without knowledge. I think. Mm. Like okay, that. yeah, it could be like that too. It, it could be both. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's I guess it's how you interpret it, right? It, it's not. Yeah. I don't know. It, no, everybody sees it different, you know, and every interpretation is is our our own. You know, we just link up. Yeah. yeah but i think it's it's good to i think it's good to like talk about this stuff because like 
you know, it, it stimulates the mind and it like, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Um, Simon, Simon, sorry. Um, well, it, it seems like not fair go about being naked and seen exposed. It seems like a lack of knowledge, like being unprepared for something. Okay. Thank you. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, so then enough about the topic of Jesus. What about hell? What is hell? So I want to read read a Bible quote here. Uh, and do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Matthew 10, 28. So this explains it. This is what hell is. It's the destruction of your soul. It's not eternal punishment. The, the eternal punishment is... It's death, permanent death. You you won't reincarnate again. You you'll you'll be like a part of the monad, I think, like source consciousness. When that's going to hell, you burn up and the your soul is consumed. Losing losing your consciousness, yeah, losing your ability to be self aware. Yeah. So I I guess the atheists are right. It's the end for them when they. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah but I, no, I mean like well what do you think simon do you think we reincarnate over and over again or do you think we uh this is one and done i think i think we reincarnate again and again i do too i really that really resonates with me you know it, yeah, there are uh, so many stories of people remembering their past lives and well i've had like seven to prove yeah, I've had seven past life regressions done. And I I mean, like, I, I'm a little bit skeptical, you know, but I, I still felt like there was like a lot of truth in them as well, because I just tend to be a lot more skeptical about everything. But I mean, um, I, there, there was a lot and uh, Priscilla does. She facilitates. She does past life regressions. So she knows a lot about it. Um, but um, yeah, maybe yeah. You, could, you could talk about it a little bit, Priscilla. Yeah, sure. I believe that, um, you know, uh, as higher souls, we decide, um, you know, what we really want to experience as in densities and as in, you know, so we have cycles, you know, we have cycles and we come here to experience certain things. And when we're done, I think we go to other worlds, you know, there's other places, other uh, bodies and other uh physics you know like other experiences with other abilities and it, it, you know we it's endless we doesn't it doesn't stop it's like when you're done that part you're gonna go there it's like a, a an amusement park kind of because when you're uh, infinite you're like okay so what do we do now you know like this is getting boring so you know you want to find out find new things or keep on creating and keep on evolving and changing all the time so we're all in different places in our cycles as emanations you know of sparks that that are you know experiencing and it's data it's information we're gathering through our own evolution you know wait i got a question what do you think about the fact that some people say that like we have multiple parts of our soul that are doing that now and i don't know if you've ever heard people say that but you some people do say that they say that like there are aspects of our soul, like that our soul is like fragmented and that yeah. there, there's other parts of ourself experiencing things and other realities, like parallel Absolutely. realities and stuff like that. Do you believe that Absolutely. as well? 
Yeah, I'll explain how I see it. Let's say, okay, right now we're talking, three of us, and all of us, we can think of another moment in our lives and we can kind of live it and feel it and see it and remember it at the same time that we're here, right? Well, as higher beings, we can do that, but multiple places like you know we're 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 able to navigate it better so it's like our, our brains like me I can go up to four like when I do the sessions and everything sometimes I have four screens like kind of in my head you know but them it's like bigger so it's all the same one but kind of you know because ultimately here on earth we're emanating from the seven principalities I think so from the seven we all come from you know you know what I mean yeah, so it's like yeah. downstream and upstream. It's like one splitting and then splitting and splitting and splitting and splitting like that. And is that why we have deja vu moments? Like because those are moments that where we've like experienced other realities. Yeah, deja vu. There's like uh, different explanations. I think also deja vu can be uh, when you're dreaming. You're kind of planning your day, like you know. So maybe you plan that part of your day, or it's like a, a milestone to tell you, yeah, you're you're okay, you're on the right spot, or you have to notice something there. I think that everything we go through is really to uh, empower us and us, for us to pay attention and see what we have to learn or see, and it can be different for each one of us, you know? But ultimately, it's from a higher perspective or a subconscious messaging to you, you know, something through that deja vu. That's interesting. Yeah. So sorry, Simon, go, go wherever you were at. That was it. I just, we kind of went off on the side note, but that's... Uh, it's interesting for sure. So in Egyptian mythology, they have what is called the weighing of the heart ceremony, where they weigh your heart against a feather, which is represents Ma'at, the cosmic harmony. And if your heart is heavier than the feather, which means you've lived a bad life, very, very sinful and done many evil things, your heart will be heavier than the feather. And then what happens is a goddess called Amit will eat the heart and there, there, thereby end your existence. Is that when from we, the Egyptian we, Book of the Dead? Is that where that comes from? Wow. I, I, I don't know. I, That's I think amazing. it comes from paintings as well. Yeah, absolutely. I knew this, but I didn't know about the other goddess. What's her name? The one that eats the, the heart? Amit. Amit? No, I didn't know her. That's amazing because, you know, um, I knew about my heart. I knew about the weighing of the heart. And, you know, like if you're feeling guilt or shame and stuff like that, that's the heart that's heavy, you know, because of what you did. Right. So I but I didn't know the part where the other goddess, well, you know, the other aspect of the goddess comes in and, you know, eats the heart to reintegrate um, into source, like you said before. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. And that's supposed to be the punishment because the the underworld was called uh, Arat, and it it was a heavenly paradise. So the underworld in, in in Egyptian mythology is a paradise. It's yeah, not, there's the it's seven. Not... It's seven worlds, right? It's like uh, the first. Uh... The first one is like for the people who didn't take sides, like good or bad. They were just like not taking sides. And then the second one is uh, for the ones that whatever, uh, I think the ones that um, I, I would need to look at again. And then the third one would be like heaven, 
you know, the perfect place where you absolutely want to go after. And like you're saying, like heavenly and everything. And then like, like there's different realms, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I've heard expressions like seventh heaven, you know, that the Bible speaks about multiple different heavens, but I haven't researched it enough to speak about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct are called according to what the deeds deserve. Jeremiah 17.10. You see here, he examines the heart. It's, it's describing the after-death process. And from, from what I've read, what happens when you die is that, I've heard from near-death experiences, for example, your astral body starts separating from your physical body. And you start floating up in the sky. And that begins your astral journey. Where you travel through the, our solar system. Through the different planets. And each of them has a, a judge. So it, it judges your karma. And Wow, that's the, amazing. And the... The planet in charge of the reincarnation process is Saturn, yeah, which, which is the god of, of karma and, and and so forth. Well, now what's interesting about that is there's like the the, the Saturn cults and the black cube of Saturn. They mm -hmm. say that the elites worship, you know. Um, so there's something definitely tied to Saturn. It, it seems like um, I know that uh, Ellen King comes on my show and she says that our whole construct is Saturn. And she said Saturn is much more involved than we would even know. And I, I don't even quite understand that. But like, that's what I was told. You know, <laughs> I understand it. Saturn is like also a Satan, you know, like they, they call it, you know, like uh, Saturnalia, Christmas. You know, it's like very, uh, it's very uh, it's very there, even if we don't know. Okay. Yeah, just, just look at the Queen's Guard. The colors of Saturn are, of course, with what you're wearing, red and black. Mm -hmm. Those are the colors of Saturn. And look at the Queen's Guard, red and black. There's obviously they're trying to represent Saturn. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So, in... In the story of Osiris, he has a, I don't know if it's his brother or uh, something, half-brother, Seth. Who, Seth eventually kills Osiris and throws his body like in 70 different places or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they have to search it, search it up and yep. find all the parts to put him together. And they missed one thing, you know, I, I, that was the, the penis. So Toth taught, taught Isis the secret magical formula to bring Osiris back from the dead. And why this 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 is uh, Toth's role is because he, he, he like not uh, Hermes, is a psychopomp, which means it's the 
the the guide the guide for the souls in the afterlife. Yeah, he this was also said. Souls to the afterlife, right? He's a guide to the afterlife. A psychopomp's a guide to the afterlife, right? Yeah, and he knew the secrets of life and death. He he, Hermes was said to be one of the only gods who could travel the different uh, planes of existence freely. So of course he would know the secrets of life and over death. You know what's interesting is like when you read like the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, Thoth talks about how he has these out of body experiences and he's able to like travel all the realms like pretty freely like that. Like so there again you see like a correlation to like Hermes and Thoth, you know, which I I wonder who wrote those Emerald Tablets. I wonder if it was actually Thoth or if it was just someone that was like really highly esoterically knowledgeable you know because they never actually found the real emerald tablets you know they they, they say again i'm skeptical but i mean it's it's i believe it though i want to believe you know uh i think you have like the the emerald tablets of Toth, which is which is it's like seven tablets i think those are, conc are like channel material. They're not real historical works. Yes, it was written exactly. By... That's what, yeah. Uh, the, but there is an Emerald Tablet. Yeah, It's called one. the Emerald, tab Emerald Tablet of Hermes, not Toth. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a very short and cryptic text. It's a very short and cryptic text. It's not, I, I thought the Emerald Tablets of Toth was the real deal from the from the but beginning? But don't they have it? Don't they have it? Tablets in a museum? Like they in, have one. In, they have one emerald tablet, been, but uh... the emerald tablets of thought they never found. They, I mean, they say that like if you read the the thing, they'll say that Doctor Doriel found them under the Chichen Itza pyramid, but there's no proof to that, and they they don't have the actual physical emerald tablets. Like oh, really? those are just like channeled, like he said, they're like channeled work. Like, um, but it's it's it could, but there, but there's then there's no proof that they were channeled either. We don't know where they came from. We don't know who wrote them. Hmm. Then they say that Thoth wrote them, but we have no proof. You know what I mean? So it's like it's 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 bizarre but it's interesting for sure yeah, sorry. Um, sorry. yeah like i said saturn is from the bible is satan or moloch uh he also goes by the name of samuel the god of the angel of death and Samael is, is known to be in the seventh heaven. And he's the being with all the eyes. That's Samael. And they said that Moses' soul was to be taken by Samael at, at the end of his life. Yes, he's the god of death after all. Saturn is the god of death. And I, I don't think Satan is like this evil character we have him out to be. Or like... He is evil, but he's doing it on God's permission. He's the adversary, the, the tester, and the tempter. So, so we're going through an inter interview process with God. <laughs> uh, I form the light. I create evil and, and good. It's from the Bible. I can't remember the quote exactly. But he says it. And Samuel is, is supposed to be an angel, angel subservient to God. Same with Satan. 
Wait, can you say that again? I'm trying to figure that out. What was it again? Uh, uh, Satan is an angel. Uh, Satan is an angel subservient to God. Like he works yeah, on he's his the game. wrath of God. He's the wrath of God. He's the one that uh, does the bad, the, the bad work, you know, like he's the one he's ultimately all is from the one here, you know, like the good, the bad and everything in between. It's so, duality, right? Yeah, Samael, he is his uh, servant. He's, his, he's the one that's going to do the bad work, you know, like the work. But for God, he's in the seventh heaven. So he's right. That's interesting. It's this is all such interesting stuff, Simon. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um. And like I said, the the people who rule this world, they are followers of Saturn. Yeah. They're they're basically Satanists or Malachians. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we see that. There's a lot of evidence of that too. There, 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 there is that is true. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think they have figured out how to transverse the soul into, into a chosen vessel for them. It's, why do it's, you say that? Why, why I say that? Because if you look at the, the bloodlines, they're always in bloodlines. Why is, why is bloodline so important to them? Well, of course, Osiris was reborn in his son, Horus. So it's family ties. That's why bloodlines are so important to them because they reincarnate through bloodlines. Yeah. And they and I think they can recall things from their past lives. Like they're they've mastered so so that they, they can remember more of their past lives. Yeah, like transcend the veil of forgiveness forgetfulness. Yeah. Yeah, they I think they Transfer with their uh, memories, you know, into the, the yeah. other body. Do you think they transfer into like a an adult body or like a baby? A, a baby. Okay. So they're just we're repeating the whole life cycle over again. Yeah. That's what I I think at least. I, I mean, I, I can't brew it. <laughs> that's really interesting that's really interesting because you know like me i studied a lot of things different things you know like everything so it's it's not like uh something that i've never heard i've heard this and uh it makes a lot of sense also you know when they talk about all the uh misinterpretations of everything that they would do and why and everything and ultimately not to lose your memories and you know like to transcend death and to change bodies and to keep your memories would be like being a little bit like a higher being you know like like i explained that they can navigate you know uh different perspectives at the same time it's really deep 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 stuff yeah something i want to research more is the celestial spheres i can't really find uh, I, I, I travel travel guide for it, <laughs> like what planets does what thing. I only know of Saturn so far, but what does Venus do? What does that have to do with lust or the seven deadly sins? Are those related to the planets? Yeah, 
Well, Venus is also Ishtar, and it's it's also the the morning star, and it could be uh, Lucifer, and it could be uh, Inanna, and it's like archetypes, and it's like, um, yeah, um, the every the every every god had the attraction, you know. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was gonna not say to... every god had a planet named after them, you know. Yeah, and it's really the archetypal. Uh, um, like I said, like, uh, you know, like Thoth, he has certain trickster uh, attributes. Well, like Venus, it would be like maybe more like a seducer. OK, like seducing and uh, again, kind of trickster, but it's always lessons, I guess, you know, so it's different types of. Yeah, like Enki's planet was Neptune, by the way, and 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 uh, and, uh, the and, like, world. and yeah, yeah, and then and then like uh, Nanar Sin. Who was Enlil's son? His planet was the moon, you know, which was they, which is why he was like the moon god, and also yeah. they called him Allah, which I find which is weird because like and Shiva also is the moon god, I think. Yeah, yeah, but she that that's like a different like I think Shiva's yeah like, yeah it's Egyptian yeah, it's, Sumerian. it's not Egyptian it's uh it's um uh oh Indian. Hindu Hindu sorry yeah but Hindu. When, all them it's all the same thing it's all that you're gonna find the same archetypes in all these uh religions that's it really what's it crazy, boils down you know? yeah you're yeah. exactly right mm. that's interesting that's why I like studying all of it so I can kind of understand it in a in a you know. Yeah, you know, I, I I love it. Yeah, yeah, so you can yeah. cross reference and. I'm so glad that we decided to do this together today mm -hmm. because, like, you're you're really bringing out some good information with Simon. Like, it really complements everything he's saying. Well, like, it's like it's really good. Um, you. did you? Is there anything else you wanted to cover, Simon? No, I I'm finished with my list. Oh, it I was amazing. Prepared. I think it's perfect timing because I think. Uh, yeah, but um, but but um, but, but did you want to tell everybody where they can find you and thank you and? Yeah, they can find me at the Library of Gnosis on on YouTube, Spotify, Odyssey, BitChute, Rumble. Uh, I'm Amazing. Basically yeah, and and uh, and Priscilla, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you and? Um. Yeah, I have a YouTube channel at Priscilla Lapierre. And uh, YouTube, uh, sorry, uh, Facebook, Priscilla Catherine Lagarde. Okay. Well, thank you so much again, guys. And uh, yeah, until next time. And uh, thanks, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. Thanks.